Welcome aboard for another edition of the Smart Driving Cars podcast. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Hey, good afternoon, Fred. So our listeners, Alan, and viewers are, are probably pretty familiar with Waymo's leadership and innovation in providing an autonomous and driverless ride-hailing service. Waymo won in Chandler, Arizona. But the big news this month from the Google Alphabet-owned technology company surrounds moving goods. Our guest from Waymo Via is product manager Xin Feng Le. We appreciate you taking the time with us, Xin Feng. Of course, Fred, it's really nice to be here. And thanks for having me. Loved it, love having you. I wanna hear all about it. You are a product manager on the trucking side of Waymo where the news this month is a partnership with transportation logistics company, J.B. Hunt, to use automated trucks in Texas, at least initially there. Give us the overview. Yeah, of course. So as you mentioned last week, we announced that we're working with J.B. Hunt a leading for hire truckload carrier with operations across the U.S. to haul freight autonomously in Texas. Our Waymovia trucks will be carrying goods for one of J.B. Hunt's leading customer along one uh, along I-45 between Houston and Fort Worth. Um, for those of the audience who doesn't know, I-45 is one of the most highly utilized freight corridors in the country. So it makes a great place for us to continue advancing the Waymo driver for trucking there. Do you have any start date for when this is going to begin? Yeah, we this is a limited duration pilot and uh, we'll be delivering goods between uh, between Houston and Fort Worth in the coming weeks. So it's going to start fairly soon. What can you tell us about how this is going to work? Uh, is it one truck, a number of trucks? Uh, will there be safety drivers involved? Yeah, so as I mentioned, so we'll be starting in the coming weeks and it's a limited duration pilot and we'll be delivering multiple loads. We'll use our, uh, we'll use multiple trucks and doing multiple runs over the coming weeks. And for this trial runs, our class A trucks operated by the Waymo driver will have two autonomous specialists. Um, so one was the CDL license on the driver's seat and another software technician on the passenger seat. Uh, they will be on board to monitor the Waymo driver's operation. And this so, is so these these will have uh, Waymo only employees or contractors in the cab. Is that do I understand it right? Or are there are three folks: the person who would normally drive the truck, uh, and then two Waymo folks. Yeah, so there will be two. Uh, we call them autonomous specialists. Um, so on the driver's seat is one with a CDL license, and then we have a, another software technician uh, on the passenger okay. seat as well. So the, the uh, one of the Waymo people will have a, a CDL license. So tell us how this is going, what's going on with JB Hunt. Uh, different, how is this different from the other kinds of testing that you've been doing until now? Yeah, the biggest difference I think with uh, any kind of pilots and trial runs we do is we will be carrying actual freight cargo as part of the pilot. Um, so this is not the first time we're doing this. Uh, we have previously hot loads to and from Google's data centers through a pilot back in 2018, as well as on behalf of other commercial partners outside of Alphabet. 
Um, but I think it's also worth noting, this is not just about the pilot either, like in addition to hauling freight, we've also been working very closely with fleets, including JP Hunt on operational and market studies. And we'll continue to do so as we roll out autonomous driving technology. So we had an opportunity to get direct feedback from fleets like JB Hunt into how we're designing our technology and product so that we're making sure we're building something that market needs. And uh, we continue to depth, uh, deepen our understanding of how fleet operates today as well. So this is about a 260 mile route between Houston and, and Fort Worth? Correct. So we'll be picking up loads from a facility in Houston and delivering that to another facility in Fort Worth along I-45. And you're not disclosing who the customer of J.B. Hunt is? Uh, uh, no, we're not discussing. Uh, well, we're not disclosing that information at the time. So go ahead. So uh, during during the test, I guess um, everybody who's sort of watching you do this because some folks are of course watching you do this or trying to watch you do this because this is this is sort of important if you know at some point this technology has to deliver some value to society and, you know it can't just be reports on shelves right i guess i think they've told you they must have told you that and um, you know in in california where you where you're doing the testing with uh, with with drivers and people and and uh Pacific is and so on and 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 you 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 measured disengagements and you reported disengagements are, are you going to re, I mean I know you're going to know the disengagements are, are you going to report the disengagements associated with with the provision of the service and discuss you know anything about disengagements yeah, so I think, uh, I guess the way that we think about it, um, and I think Weibo has been talking about this uh, externally um, in various forums, I think our overall safety framework is definitely more than just disengagement. Um, and we actually yeah. published quite a few papers just talking about how we're evaluating that. I think uh, either Fred or Alan, you're actually one of the external uh, consultants who has reviewed right. our papers. Yeah, on that. of That's course, how. and I was privileged so, to do that, yeah. So I, I think so. I, that's that's why I want to kind of talk a little bit about that because we we think this is more than just disengagement. Obviously, you know the industry and others have looked at disengagement as one of the metrics to evaluate progress, and we think you know that's not the most comprehensive way for us to think about that. Uh, with that with that being said, we're not disclosing any disengagement metrics as part of this pilot run, but I think you will probably continuously hear from us in terms of our progress and whether or not we in our overall safety evaluation for a Waymo driver, both on the passenger side as well as the truck side. So we're, we're excited to sort of share those things as we make progress, but at this time, we're not disclosing any uh, disengagement data as part of this pilot. I, I know I know that some people who, who sort of watch you from the outside sort of focus more or less or say various good or bad things about disengagements. I happen to think that disengagements, are, as long as one is really trying to to do um, a business with this, as opposed to you know you can game the system and show up with no disengagements. I mean you know Nevada desert, here we come again, or something like that, right? Um, uh, but you know, if, if in fact uh, one's going to, which I imagine this is maybe what you're trying to do, maybe I'll put words in your mouth or see if I can put words in your mouth. You, you, you are trying to make a product that in fact uh, may be able to go and do whatever it is you're trying to do right now 
without anybody in the cab. And if there's, you know, to be able to do it without anybody in the cab, um, um, you, you, your expectation of disengagements better be close to zero. I, I would think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong in, in terms of that, uh, you know, simplistic look at it. And, and so in some sense to me, get disengagements are, are really, really important. You get, you get them, you fix it. You don't get them again. You're good. Right. I mean, that's, that's, that seems, or, or am I too simplistic in my approach to this whole thing as to, you know, the value of doing this test. Right. Or. Yeah. I, well, so I think one thing just to, to confirm what you're saying, like we're definitely developing L4 autonomous driving system. Right. So which right. what we believe is the only way to really realize the full potential of autonomous driving technology. So yes, we are envision in the future where it's, you know, L4 level, uh, autonomous and and I think one thing that's worth noting about this engagement and you touched on as well those are really helpful tools uh, in terms of discovery in, in right. the process of development right so we really use that as a tool for us to understand um, you know what are, what are the areas that we should be focusing on how to improve our system um, but I, I just I guess I would say you know it's you mentioned like you know you, you can game game the system and present a disengagement trip yeah, and I mean, we really don't think of it as a metric that you know is is sort of the, the north star and what we're trying to achieve but more more about using it as a tool yeah. to advance our testing and development yeah and that's that's of course what what we 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 will all expect you to be doing i mean you're you're doing this serious this is not a game this is a serious thing you're trying to see if in fact you can you can contribute to a real business and there's this is if jb hunt is moving things from you know these two points it, it is a real business and uh, and in a sense if one's going to conduct this without without in some at some point in time without drivers one has to one actually actually has to do it i mean right this is a service that 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 waymo is aiming to to sell to trucking companies correct the 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 autonomous driver service. Correct. So our our vision um, is that we'll, we'll be uh, sort of we, we call it driver as a service, right? So um, we through this model will be a technology providers for fleet. So obviously we'll be working in partnership with OEMs and TO1 suppliers, um, so like Daimler trucks, and so we will make trucks available with the Waymo driver and provide that driver as a service to fleet, who then will operate those autonomous trucks. Um, so that is our long-term vision. Um, but as we are continuing to test our drivers uh, in Class A trucks over the coming years, we will be operating our own truck of fleets, um, and then we will offer free services to fleet, uh, fleet customers, which will deeply in integrate it in their fleet operations. Oh, okay. So you're you're thinking about doing both. You're thinking about actually, you know, doing the service with your own trucks. I mean, you can go out and buy them from I don't know Daimler. Volvo or somebody like that, just like you went out and got the Pacificas, right? I mean, you went out and bought, or in one way or another, acquired Pacificas, and you put your stuff on there, and you then are running things in Chandler, right? I mean, not to simplify the process, but you know, right? Yeah, I, I think it, it, it's a little bit different because our long-term vision is this driver as a service model. So the things that we're doing when we're operating our fleet of trucks. Is really to sort of enable um, like the, the short-term uh, deploying deployment of technology, but it's in service of achieving that longer-term vision of driver as a service. 
Okay, so if I if I could see if I can discuss that with you a little bit, um, I guess when I've when I've sort of looked and who am I? I'm just in some you know Princeton bubble here, uh, not not in any way uh, in reality, but whatever. But when I've ever when I've looked at the, especially the the the, the trucker model, the, the freight movement model. It, it always it, it has seemed to me that 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 the maybe maybe the biggest value, but an enormous value that a that a Waymo driver could provide is really not to replace the driver, but to really help the driver. I, I've made some outlandish statements that I'm, you're allowed to completely disagree with, which I'll first say Waymo completely disagrees with what I'm about to say. Um, but uh, but that in fact you know the 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 driving of a truck is an enormously difficult task that some poor person male or female is out there doing for a substantial amount of time every day to feed their family and and um, and that is an enormously difficult job and in fact uh, you know I've looked at uh, you know accident statistics and so on and so forth and, and when you start looking at those things you you see that the truck driving is about um, as unsafe as coal mining which <clears throat> when you look at it it kind of goes too and, <clears throat> and those folks out there doing that work every day and did all that work in the past 15 months and so on to making sure that we had things on the shelf that we could have and so on we're out there working and I think they need help in that cab. And I've always yeah. thought, I've always thought that in fact, you know, maybe the best or certainly the short term value proposition that all the work that Waymo has done in developing this technology is to help these folks, is to keep them safe, is to really reduce, reduce crashes, reduce deaths. And that if I was, and I did spend some amount of my career in the logistics business, trucking and blah, blah, blah. But if I was a, um, a, uh, a CEO of a trucking company of, of, of J.B. Hunt, I would see the value that I bring to my workforce in terms of safety and improved working conditions as being a sufficient uh, return on investment that I could, you know, pay Waymo handsomely for the technology before I ever remove a driver. Okay. Yeah. To what extent has that gone? Can I ask you to what extent that thought reverberates in your mind, or are you just going driverless? Get them out of there, and we want to replace them. I mean, or is that an unfair question? Uh, I think we we. It, it is along the, the some of the uh, the lines that you just shared. I think, like one, uh, just personally, I've I've worked in, in logistics space even before Waymo. Like I appreciate, you know, the 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 fact that it, this economy runs on trucks, right? If you right. look it around, trucks. yeah, yeah. If you look around, like I would say, like ninety five percent of the things you see right now in your home has been on a truck, you know, when on its way delivered to you. So we recognize, you know, how important it is, uh, the, the industry, and we really think the technology that we can bring would really help the, the lives and work environment for truck drivers. I think, you know, 
for, for, uh, most importantly, I think on the safety aspect, we do think fully autonomous driving technology can help make the industry even safer. Yeah, Alan, you mentioned like truck driving is one of the you know, number one uh, with the highest fatality rate in, in any of jobs in, in the US. So we know safety is a critical thing, uh, not just for us, but for all the fleets out there. You know, they really want to sort of foster this strong safety culture and investment that the fleet has worked hard to create and they continue to improve on. So we, we share the same mission to keep drivers, goods and all road users safe and look forward to col collaborating with fleet and advance the safety across the board. And in addition to that, we, we think this technology can offer drivers more flexibility and options. We, we're really optimistic uh, about how the technology would bring many new business and, and jobs, including you know, some of the ones that we the, the world has yet to imagine, right? As an example, some of our drivers, you know, the, the autonomous specialists that we're working with are industrial veterans of over 20 years, you know, and their knowledge and expertise they have bring to the table, you know, really help it us advance you know, our autonomous driving technology development. And there will continue to be needs for humans within you know, the autonomous vehicle operations. And you know, we at Waymo want to focus on right now the driving task, but the other tasks that still needs to be done to support sort of truck operation. Like for example, you know, truck drivers today, they do more than just driving trucks. They need people on board to load and unload cargo, inspect trucks, doing all the you know, pre-trip, post-trip inspection record deliveries, fueling and cleaning the vehicle. So th th we believe those uh, there's still going to be a lot of tasks that, you know, need supports from human drivers. And we think, you know, just the technology itself will also bring more job opportunities and business into the space as well. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, just, I think that that's sort of, um, you know, what I've what just seems to not have been picked up as 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 strongly by the by the motor carrier industry as it as it should be that's it, what i was going to ask you that's because, what, have, because, what have you heard from the industry have there been discussions surrounding this yeah i, I guess one thing you know we we did announce our, our partnership with jb han last week and i think since then we, we actually hear a lot of excitement from from the uh, from the industry obviously we see a lot of coverage of this partnership in a lot of trade magazines in the space. And many trucking companies, including JB Hunt, I think they want to be part of this journey and they want to be this a part of this journey early on so that you know they're not just adopting the technology once it's available. They want to understand how the technology works and how it can be integrated into their operation early on. And you know, a lot of the benefits that we talked about you know, from added safety and efficiency to cost savings. And I think they're interested in evaluating how they can help bring this technology to market sooner and realize those benefits sooner. Yeah, in, in, the, in, the, in the places where I've looked at this, you know, it's, it's been hard for, for, you know, an outside entity to be able to get data because, of course, the trucking industry is a, is a private sector industry that really, um, you know, keeps its information very close to the best. Uh, but in the in the data that I've been able to extract out of the industry, I mean, one of the in interesting things is that the sort of, you know, throw out the number, the the, the average uh, liability exposure for a Class A truck is something like 15,000 bucks a year. 
Um, and, um, and I've sort of off the wall kind of picked off the wall that, that you know, Waymo like uh, driver technology with a driver back up there, not taking the driver out of there, driver supervising and being assisted by it. If, if it's at all any good, which I would assume it is, uh, you know, should be able to take that number and drop it at least in half. That means a contribution of at least 7,500 bucks a year cash. It tends to be for the for uh, trucking executives. Um, a lot of that is is self-insured. The CEO is is paying for that out of his or her own pocket. Why? Because you know the way they're insured. It's not the insurance of of, of the trucking industry is different than that of the of a of a car owner. Um, you know, they get the choice of being able to to self-insure and then go to maybe Munich Re or somebody and, and buy a, 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 you know, a tail on that thing for, for the super, to cover the super bad events. But all the, most of the liability is held, is held um, you know, basically a self-insured by, you know, it shows up on the balance sheet at the top uh, as an expense. And, um, and uh, you know, that's an expense that, that in fact, uh, the Waymo driver uh, could substantially help on one end, just being a return, front end return year in, year out. Secondly, in terms of the, uh, of the uh, um, stress and so on on the driver, uh, the medical benefits associated with that are yet to be completely quantified or more than uh, substantial. And then, you know, the industry itself has a problem of a shortage of drivers. Why? Because it's a tough job. It requires somebody to sit there 10 hours a day, you know, paying attention. You don't pay attention for 12 seconds and you die. No, you can't say that, but I can say that because I'm, I'm totally ir- irresponsible. But um, you know, I mean, this is this is a serious business in which people, you know, really work hard every day, and I think they need help, and I think you can provide that help and provide it very beneficially without, you know, beginning to talk about hey, it's going to be driverless and all the, you know funny Sunday supplement, who knows what, who knows what, for which, boy, you better not have a disengagement, okay? Well, you have a disengagement. You lose the truck. Yeah, I mean, you know, the probability of disengagement has to be, you know, take the limit as as epsilon goes to zero, to zero, man. Well, we've seen right. the way Waymo I mean, has operated in Chandler, Alan. We know the, the approach that they take and yeah. step by step in, in getting it right. And we've yeah. admired that. Absolutely. So from a personal standpoint, uh, tell us your thoughts about helping to bring this innovation to the trucking industry. As you mentioned previously, you, you had been working in in the industry, in logistics. Tell, tell us about it. Yeah, I, I think having worked in the industry for a while, I think one key thing about bringing this new technology to market is we really need to work very closely with those key market stakeholders like like JB Hunt to really fully understand and appreciate the complexity of logistics, right? It's it's not really just, you know, putting 
uh, autonomous vehicle on the road and you know you have a business and you have a product so this kind of collaboration you know with key market players and like jb hunt really helps us understand the logistics market and make sure that we're building a product that um, customers can benefit from so you know we're not developing the product in a vacuum we're working with the industry together and polish a product that we think our customer will want and can really benefit um, from from the autonomous technology you're you're not marking these vehicles in any way, I, I assume, to tell other drivers on the road that uh, they're being driven autonomously, even though you have safety drivers in there? Uh, so right now, um, a lot of our testing fleet is uh, branded. Um, so you will see the signature Waymo color. And we also have uh, Waymo via branded trailers on the road as well. Uh, so you will be able to identify um, our trucks, at least in, in some locations, yes. I wasn't sure you wanted people to notice or not. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's out there, so people see it. You know, unfortunately, that you know, long, somewhat of a long time ago, I tried, I tried to argue to NHTSA that, in fact, you know, whenever I put my car in cruise control, whether it be intelligent cruise control or stupid cruise control, a little light should go on the top of my car to to inform other drivers that 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 my driving mode is going to now be basically stay at constant speed as opposed to most driving people's modes they have a constant depression of the gas pedal which means if you're on the pennsylvania turnpike you speed up going downhill and you slow up going uphill uh, whereas if I'm in automated, which it would show that, then it would at least let other drivers know that, in fact, uh, you know, this is what I'm doing. This is what my car is going to do. And they didn't like that. They just uh, they just thought that that was the most stupid thing that they had ever heard in their lives. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're not you're not you don't mind branding your vehicles to say, hey, this thing is going to be driven by a computer. That in fact, I don't know how you're going to deal with the speed limits. I won't even ask you because I can imagine that is, I mean, I don't even know how you're doing that. I mean, the, the speed limits are set for you know, for humans uh, to deal with, not for computers to deal with, which means that, you know, if you set something for me to deal with, you know, I'm going to game it and push it and take nine over. Whereas if it's going to be something that you program, you're going to put it in there, beam. Uh, and nobody, and people want to apply the same, the same to both things, which to me is, come on, you know, you get serious here. This is, this is not good. Uh, so, you know, um, it's kind of a shame that, um, that Washington or, or Texas or, or, or Trenton or whatever other state entities don't deal with that but uh, you know the, the, this is this is potentially a problem that doesn't need to be a problem um how are you addressing problems that don't need to be problems not to ask you the I, I tough think what question. alan is asking is whether or not these trucks are going to go the speed limit well they have to <laughs> of course they they i mean they they have to what are they going to do? I mean, you're. I mean, don't answer. I don't want you to answer that one because, because they they're, they're put in a corner. They can't do. The, they know what the right thing to do is. They can't do the right thing. I mean, that's the shame of it. 
Fred, what's your next question? <laughs> I think she's answered. I'm trying to help you here, well, right? Well, well, it is, isn't? It? I mean, exactly. can you? Do you want to say how frustrating that frustrating that is? Uh, you know, being but forced that, to do that's something the that issue, really, not you know, that really isn't the right thing to do. But I guess you can't say it, that. That goes either, beyond. So I won't ask you. Yeah, it goes. It goes beyond, beyond trucking. It goes beyond. Yeah, uh, it all goes kinds to have all of this stuff. Right. So, one one thing we did that. want to mention today before we let you go is that Waymo announced a two and a half billion with a B dollar investment round to go toward the advancement of autonomous driving technology and growing the team. So congratulations on that. Hope you get a nice chunk of it. <laughs> but that's terrific. Thank you. We'll be back with more. But first, this is a good time to remind you about our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. To get more info, head to MOTOETF.com. On the website, look for a white paper. It's called The Smart Transportation Revolution. It's under the Insights and News tab. Lots of great information there to help you make informed decisions. And you may already know ETFs can be a smart way to spread risk with your investments and focus on a particular category of stocks. The site, once again, is MOTOETF.com. We're back with more of the Smart Driving Cars podcast. And Alan, there's some headlines we want to touch on. First, Mackenzie Scott gives away another $2.74 billion as her wealth continues to grow. And you have this way up there in the newsletter. Well, I have it way up there. I think I've commented on it before. It's not quite smart driving cars, but uh, in a sense, I'm just you know so proud of of what she, what she's doing. I since she is a Princeton graduate, so is Jeff. But you know, not just because of that. But my goodness, the, the way she's doing her philanthropy, I it, it I just think it's it's just so wonderful because basically she, she is disrupting the whole philanthropic process which if you end up looking at it is probably a staid process that has been that way for you know who knows how many centuries <laughs> talk about a you know a smokesack industry or something like that and 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 she basically is looking at it and she's being totally disruptive and saying you know why should i impose so much overhead on those that could actually use this but then instead of spending money on overhead, spend the money on the good things that they're doing and, and fundamentally saying, uh, I'm going to go find people who are really committed to what they're doing. And they know they're out there struggling, uh, trying to make things happen. They know how to spend the money. Why do I need for them to both justify it to me and secondly, maintain whatever to then justify it on the back end? Please use the money for what you're trying to do. And, 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 and I'm getting out of the way. So if you probably look at the productivity of each dollar that she's putting there, it's likely to, you know, have at least a, you know, 25%, if not 50% productivity improvement over the way other foundations and the way the philanthropic mode came out. So the interesting thing is, is she's being maybe as, if not more disruptive than Jeff was or is with Amazon. And she's doing it within this industry is just basically 
turning it upside down. And here the New York Times is out there because of its, oh man, fair journalism. It's got to bring both positive and negative things. It dug up a couple of negative things associated with what she's doing. Oh my goodness. The public should know why she did it. Why? Why should the public know? It's her money. She gets to do with it. Really, the public has to put its nose in there. And then somebody else, they got somebody else to suggest that, oh, man, what about all the think tanks and so on in Washington? They know how to make change. Really? They certainly haven't done a very good job up to this point, And she needs to have them involved. Cut it up. I mean, <laughs> congratulations, Mackenzie. Keep it up. And... <laughs> Oh my goodness, the thing that she's finding out is she can't spend it fast enough because, because the income side of her, of wherever this comes from, is growing faster than she can spend it. But uh, go for it. Um, and congratulations. And when everybody looks at the, you know, I put the link in there to her announcement of everybody she funded. I mean, my goodness, um, congratulations. It's, it's phenomenal, absolutely. And there's an Amazon truck outside your door. That's where the money comes from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. And and great. And I guess, look, I mean, Amazon's been, you know, there have been, again, the New York Times has been in there with a couple, of, you know, looking at how hard Amazon workers work and so on and whatever. Yeah, workers work hard. I mean, go out into uh, look at the the people who pick blueberries in New Jersey, huh? When the blueberry crop comes in, look at how hard those folks work. And you know, yeah, people work hard. And in fact, even you know, sometimes professors work hard, although rarely. But, <laughs> uh, you know, people and in industries make them work hard. And all this new uh, technology of being able to watch and monitor folks is i mean geez it's really um, i'm gonna i'm putting a you know one of the links of the um, um, you know some some uh, i love that i love lucy episode where she's working the you know the assembly line of cakes or something like that that was, she has to it was candy a conveyor candy or whatever <laughs> it was i mean it was you know and, yep. yeah 90% of the people alive today probably never saw it, but whatever. Um, I'll bring that back. I mean, you know, when you- We're, when we're you, in a different demographic now. <laughs> when, when you're, when you're, yeah, yeah, I'm, yes, we are. But when, when you're sitting there and you're, you're a human worker uh, interacting with, uh, with machines and AIs and, and whatever, and, uh, and Ruberg contraptions and whatever. Um, boy, you have to work hard. And um, yeah, unfortunately, those folks have to work hard. Um, well, on the subject of AI, you've got a, another company in here. I'm not even sure how it's pronounced. W-A-A-B-I, Waby maybe? Yeah. yeah. Uh, has launched to build a pathway to commercially viable, scalable, autonomous driving. They're saying they've been in stealth for quite some time, I guess. Well, I don't know. I guess uh, I'm, I'm assuming they've been in stealth since uh, Uber decided to s sell their uh, autonomous vehicle um, activity to uh, to Aurora. And uh, although, you know, some people have had sell, I think they gave it away or I, I'm not sure, but it certainly wasn't. Uh, a hefty sum and I think most of those folks and I guess their IP was originally with Uber and um, and uh, you know what happened with 
with that transaction and how some of this somehow didn't get transferred to Aurora and, and went out and now is creating an entity in and of itself. And where, what is the actual source of the, well, the people might be fine because I guess they weren't hired by Aurora. So they're free to go to work somewhere else. Um, the IP that they may be bringing, I don't know. It seems to me that uh, uh, that when Auto was created some time back, um, it wasn't very pretty. It, again, involved somewhat of the same, some of the same players um, uh, at the time um, with, uh, uh, with Lewandowski, and but Lewandowski's not in this one. But I think. Um, uh, I think, you know, um, some of the players are, were involved. And so uh, I don't know. I just hope it doesn't turn out to be another auto. Let's hope not. Argo AI's CEO says an IPO is expected within the next year. Great. I guess we've been, we've been waiting for that. We've been, we've been waiting for that. I guess, you know, the, you know, there, there, there have been a, a number of IPOs lately that have, uh, that have been, you know, pre-revenue IPOs. And I guess, you know, um, seems like maybe the market doesn't mind pre-revenue IPOs, but I can't expect Ford Argo to have revenue before it goes public. And so I guess it's on a promise, um, but you know, maybe they have a chance to deliver. And they've got Ford, as you said, and Volkswagen behind them too. They have Ford and Volkswagen, and as far as I can see, they're they're still they're still uh, you know focused on on driverless. Uh, but you know, we mentioned earlier the the um, the Waymo announcement for this run round of of funding, and um, and you know there there's a, a a little thing in there. There's a little statement in that in that announcement suggesting that uh, that Waymo is dedicated to uh, to basically bringing out uh, vehicles um, that uh, where individuals can benefit from the and use uh, the Waymo driver technology. And um, I don't know, when I saw that, I was just wondering what, what does that mean? Uh, um, I, I, you know, unfortunately, uh, one of them, I'm still stuck at a position where I don't believe there is a, a market for driverless cars sold to the public that that at least not in in any near term that any investor would be would be investing in um and as you've said before one of the reasons is is certainly the liability it's a liability it 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 is fundamentally the liability i i buy one of these things from waymo personal car you know, it drives me and so on, da, da, da. and then I send it to you to give you a ride because it's driverless. I guess I can do that. It's driverless. should be able to go upon my direction. It's not going to decide itself to go to you. I mean, that's, that's not, I mean, that's just Looney Tunes, uh, okay? 
but I decide to send it to you. And something happens before it comes back home to me. Who's responsible? Me? <laughs> no, 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 I don't think so. I don't think so. Waymo told me I could send it, you know, driverless. I can send it to you. It means they cannot have a disengagement. While it's on their way to you or when it's driving you around. Heaven forbid, maybe on when it's on the way to you, but certainly not when it's driving you around. Otherwise, Waymo has to be there to pick up the tab. And I don't think, uh, no Munich reinsurance or no insurance companies. I mean, they got, they got to self-insure that somehow, I guess. They may be rich enough. <sighs> a big issue for the, for the whole. I mean, that means, that means I can have no disengagements. And, and you know, I'm, I'm Waymo. I'm not in there making sure that, you know, I didn't, I took proper care or whatever, or everything's okay. Now, maybe remotely they can monitor the vehicle to make sure that absolutely every system is ship-shaped, da, 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 da. otherwise they send out a service person to go fix it. I mean, if something's wrong with it, they can't just let it go driverlessly to the Waymo fix-it place to get it fixed. Talk to me here. I don't know. This isn't rocket science at this point. It goes way beyond uh, Waymo, obviously. Tesla with its plans. Well, to have but, yeah, but yeah, but, but that's, that's 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 hype. Tesla's not going to deliver that either. Okay, Tesla's. It's just. It's just. It's not even conceivable, even in a crazy market. Okay. So what it means to me is that, you know, Waymo's thrown in the towel to driverless. And what they want to do is just put their thing out there to be like, you know, autopilot. Provide the comfort and convenience and have a thing on the bottom saying you have to be in the driver's seat and you have to be paying attention because you're responsible. So it's no longer I can get out and send it to you no longer that we can have an operating company that has a fleet of these that brings them in every day to maintain them and do 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 and make sure that da, 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 and all that no well i guess the question would be does it does it really mean they're th throwing in the towel or opening up another avenue for a, a business sure they're providing up the another avenue for that, business but that's but does it does it mean they're abandoning the other business that's that's the question. Uh, maybe, but I think that I think those that have that have said the real business is driverless, and it's the real, you know, Adam Jonas, uh, you know, ten trillion dollar worldwide industry, and that do, and we're not going over after that anymore. We're going after comfort and convenience, and and put this in vehicles so that uh, whoever isn't Tesla cannot look like Tesla. And 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 provide uh, you know a, a a a a system that provides the comfort and convenience that the autopilot provides, 
and uh, but has that and if we want to go talk about sae levels you know this is no law not level three not level four <laughs> level five i mean that was that's looney tunes too that never existed anyway this is level two this is you know this is what i've had in my car since 2014 this is what they're in teslas this is you know and they're going after that market realizing that you know the other one um, if Chandler was really working and if Chandler was really a start that was, that was, uh, that was showing that in fact, um, it could, it could accelerate the deployment and really take off, you know, the hockey stick, then they would never divert their attention and say, we're going to back off and just try to sell this to, you know, some car maker to put in there, who knows what. Well, I guess sell have, to the public. We'll, have, we'll have to see where, where it leads and maybe they'll come on for further discussion. about. No, exactly I don't, what. I don't think they're going to dis. I, I didn't <laughs> ask it. I don't think they would discuss it with me. I don't think it's fair to ask them to discuss it with me. Certainly not fair to ask anybody, but the CEO, because this is a CEO decision. This is a top, you know, this is absolutely at the top direction setting fundamental decision of the company. This isn't some, you know, down in the, hey, new branch of business to do. We're going to set up lemonade stand over here and we're going to have a little new business. I don't know. I was, I did not like seeing that, that one statement in there. Well, Moving on, the final final headline to get to. You may be paying more for Uber, but drivers aren't getting their cut, a fair cut of the of the fare. So Uber's a taxi that, that's company. Nothing new, really, right? Uber's a taxi company. It's you know, we had taxi companies for the past hundred plus years. You know, they okay, they use a computer get to get it to you and you're whatever. It's a ta- you know, instead of using a phone, you use your your uh, you know, a pay phone or whatever with a with a copper wire running from it. You use your until Uber or Lyft can do something about ride sharing, which they haven't done yet, and can do something about the driver expense, which they can't do as long as they have human drivers. They're a taxi company. They're yellow cab, they're green cab, they're black car, they're that. And with with a very good app. (laughs) Great. And but uh, yeah, it is a very good app and that provides some opportunity but it is a mode of transportation that cannot be inexpensive and for some is used when you're i mean you 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 really have to go someplace or really want to go someplace you know i think we use our cars the great thing about the mobility of our cars is we use them when we sort of have you know not so great places to go, but they do improve our lives because it's so darn flexible, available, 
cheap for us to use our own car once we've, you know, bitten the bullet of the capital cost. Okay. And um, somebody that can't bite that bullet is stuck. And sure, when you have to go someplace, you do it. Why? Because it's so important that you get there. That's why you took a cab before. Just the fact that it's a little bit easier to summon the darn thing, I don't think makes that much of the difference when you're dealing with a cab and you have to pay for that driver. And it was kind of nice when the driver, you could just basically throw them, you know, chump change and they would do it. You know, the number of people who want to work and do that for chump change isn't all that much. So therefore, at some point, you've got to pay for the vehicle. You've got to pay for its maintenance. You've got to pay for its gas. You've got to pay for its oil. You've got to pay for its road taxes. And you have to pay the driver so that the driver can feed his or her family. And when you do that, you're a cab company. And the cost of the ride is obviously. You tell me it's obviously higher. And, you know, whether or not there will be some public entity that will say, oh, yeah, sure. We want you to be chauffeur around the cab and we're going to pay for that to make it to make it. So the cost to you, the fare to you is affordable. And we're going to put the rest of it on society to pay. <laughs> Society's going to say, Say what? I, I don't know. Let them use the bus. They deserve to be picked up and dropped and what by themselves and so on. Are you kidding me? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, these, well, these are basics, fundamentals. This isn't, again, rocket science. Meanwhile, the push on your end for new mobility in New Jersey and elsewhere. Yeah, and, and yeah, and, and to do that, I mean, the, the, if if we if we are really, I mean, the only thing we want to push for, 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 the only thing I want to push for Trenton is whatever it takes to be able to get to a point in a relatively short period of time, two years, something like that, in which you can actually provide the mobility out there without having to pay for the driver. And that doesn't mean the driver works for free means there's no driver in there. And then there's no car chasing it so that the driver is not in the car behind you instead of in the car with you or some stupid thing or whatever. You know, it's really from the operational part of it. And when you do your balance sheet, there isn't this enormous labor charge in there to feed families. Then maybe, and if we can put it in a, in a situation in which people... Um, um, are so comfortable with it, are so appreciative of it, are so caring for it that they don't mind using it with somebody else, then we're in business. If I'm building a Hyde hotel that has, I don't know, 20 stories, and all the people that want to go up to their rooms are demanding that they be in elevators just by themselves all the time, I can't do that. 
So even in, uh, you know, five-star Hilton, I'd pick one. I don't, I don't even know what a high-class hotel is. You know, I'm, I'm sort of a Motel 6 guy myself, but never mind. Um, you know, people have to share elevator rides every once in a while. That's good. No problem. Middle of the night, hey, you get it by yourself. Good. No problem. Same thing here horizontally. Why can't we provide that to the, to the people who live in Trenton? And all of the other Trentons. And all the other Trentons. And the Greenvilles and the Daytons and the Peorias and the, um, you know, you name them. Even the Salt Lake Cities and, and, and the Minneapolis's and the Newarks. Why not? But, but, you know, you've got to be able to take the driver out there. And when you do, the probability of a disengagement has to be very close to zero. You got to be really good. And, you know, the whole process of disengagements and what the process is to get from, oh, my goodness, I don't want know what to do, but at least let me pull over and keep everybody somewhat safe, wait for help. I wouldn't even call that a disengagement. I'd say that's proper operation. Let those be small. But the fact that if a thing really goofs up and hits a tree, how can a Tesla, even if somebody's in the back seat, have its collision avoidance system allow a Tesla to hit a tree. Come on, Elon, work on that autopilot. I mean, it's, it, it can't do that. And the work continues, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I mean, people, they just hate me. I don't know. I'm sorry. Just You're doing the right thing. Whatever. We, we want to thank uh, Shin Feng Le from Waymo. Absolutely. Yeah. For taking the time with discussion. us. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you also to our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The ticker symbol for the ETF is MOTO. More information is available at MOTOETF.com. You can find us once again at smartdrivingcar.com, also on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spreaker, wherever you get your podcasts. Your smart speaker can play us too. You can find my tech reports at textonation.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening or watching. Please continue to stay safe. Thank you, Fred. Enjoy it, everybody. <laughs>